1: Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. We covered uh, quite a bit last week in terms of some of the political shenanigans uh, where we can call out the left and right equal opportunity offending going on. And this was particularly interesting. Of course, uh, last week in Michigan, uh, Republican Congressman Peter Mayer was defeated in his primary election by a challenger backed by former President Donald Trump and, and the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee. That's an interesting combination. Uh, What does that loss mean for the future of American politics? Uh, And really getting down to it, it was interesting. Uh, Peter Mayer, of course, again, a Republican from Michigan, was one of the 10 Republicans in the House who voted to impeach then-President Donald Trump. Democrats cheered and applauded that Representative Mayer had real integrity, that he was a statesman, that he put country before party, that he put his oath to the Constitution ahead of political gain in answering to party bosses. Those were all the cheers and accolades coming from Democrats. Then... The moment that the Democrats realized they had an opportunity to oust him and perhaps hold on to power in the House in the midterm elections, they poured in over a half a million dollars to Representative Mayor's challenger opponent. More money than his opponent spent altogether. Why? Because they th- saw an opportunity for power. They th- thought the Democratic National Committee, of course, Thought that they would have a better chance defeating a far right, President Trump backed challenger than they would be a more moderate Congressman Peter Mayer. Now, that's interesting. Uh, It sort of falls in the too cute by half category. It actually falls in the no principles by full category. And again, I'll call out both sides for playing these kind of shenanigans over the years. Uh, The Democrat. Uh, The Congressional Campaign Committee has taken this to an extraordinary level on this one. Uh, And so breaking it down just a little bit on Face the Nation yesterday, Representative Mayer uh, said that he and John Gibbs, his challenger, weren't the only ones on the ballot in Michigan.
0: But it's important to note that it wasn't just former President Trump who was in this race. Uh, there was about a half million dollars that the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee and their first expenditures of the 2022 midterms dumped in to help boost him. So we had a scenario where not only did I have the former president aligned against me, uh, but in a rare showing of bipartisan unity, Nancy Pelosi and the House Democratic Campaign Committee also united to try to knock me off the ballot. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, this just highlights the cynicism and hypocrisy of our politics today And frankly, it'll be unknowable what that ultimate impact was. But the fact that we have the establishment left and the extreme right locking arms in common cause uh, paints a very telling picture of where our politics are in
1: 2022. That is such an interesting way that he framed that. I often talk about linking and locking arms and to have the visual of former President Donald Trump and Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi linking arms. Uh, In a political campaign, both thinking it was the best way for them, for them to hold on to power or to regain power uh, is pretty stunning and a little discouraging. And as Representative Mayer rightly pointed out, it uh, highlights the cynicism and the hypocrisy in politics today from across the spectrum. Now, Representative Mayer went on to say that voters lose. It's the voters that lose. When politics becomes singularly focused on personality, on power, on party, not substance.
0: When you have very close elections like this, and obviously competing against very strong headwinds, uh, having a a Trump-endorsed challenger in a party where President Trump still holds over 75 percent approval, uh, that a message of focusing on the substance of what I've been able to accomplish in office, I'm proud that our office is on track to set Mm -hmm. a record for the most number of bills signed into law by a freshman, uh, that those type of accomplishments uh, get lost in our current personality politics, get lost in a broader sense. And I think that is one of the fundamental challenges that we have as a country. And that so, is, uh, frankly, frustrating Michigan families. Yeah. that We are dealing with a politics that does not reward substance, that does not reward you know reality, but, but that, that mean- focuses on rhetoric and personality above all else.
1: And this is where we the people come in. Yes, we the people lose when the parties play this game. And it's a very risky and a very cynical game, to be sure. But we also have to look at exactly what the representative talked about, and that is, what are we rewarding? Are we rewarding the outrageous? Are we rewarding those who are using clickbait and personality, drama, and all of the polarizing language? Are we rewarding that? Representative Mayer is on path to pass more bills than any freshman in congressional history. And think about that. He's a Republican in a democratically controlled house. In two years, if he can set the record for the most number of bills passed, that means he's doing a lot of bipartisan work, folks, because Speaker Pelosi is a Democrat, remember? And so to have a Republican from Michigan having that kind of success shows we should be rewarding that as voters. That's a voter issue. Now, Representative Mayer went on uh, to say that he thinks the Democrats are playing a a very risky, very cynical game when it comes to uh, playing in these primary elections.
0: This is a risky strategy. It's a dangerous strategy. Where President Biden is in his approval is so in the gutter that it is hard to see that strategy It is easy to see that strategy backfiring in a spectacular way, which is all the more reason why we should not be embracing this zero-sum idea of politics. We should not be embracing this this notion that if we can keep a problem alive, keep it festering, uh, but be able to gain a marginal advantage in the process, that that somehow equates to a victory. I think it's a dark and cynical way of viewing our politics Mm -hmm. uh, that, frankly, 48% of the electorate in the primary here rejected. uh, They stood against... That cynicism, that they were focused on somebody who is working to deliver results.
1: Again, someone delivering results. And I, I think it becomes it does become a very risky strategy for Democrats, because on one hand, you cannot you cannot say that some of these candidates and some of these people in office are an existential threat to democracy, freedom and our constitutional republic on one hand and then spend a half a million dollars so they can win a primary election on the other. Because as the representative pointed out, what happens in an environment where you have a president with a low approval rating, you got a lot of economic headwinds for Democrats and some challenging races, what happens when those extreme candidates that Democrats propped up actually win? When that happens... Can they say, "Will they're a threat to democracy? No, you can't say that because you help them win. In a very cynical, very dark, zero-sum, politics first, last, and always approach to governing. Finally, Congressman Peter Mayer, again, Republican, lost his primary race in Michigan, said that Democrats want the midterms in the next presidential election to, of course, be about the former president, not the current president.
0: I certainly think that... Uh, you know, President Trump wants to keep those numbers up. He wants that degree of influence. And, and I mentioned earlier the common cause between the extremes on the right and the establishment left. Um, you know, Nancy Pelosi, I think she's waking up every day crossing her fingers that Donald Trump runs in 2024 that he announces well ahead of the midterms because right now the midterms are set to be a referendum on President Biden's leadership. And Speaker Pelosi and many of my House Mm -hmm. Democratic colleagues do not want that. They want it to be a referendum on former President Trump. And I think former President Trump wants that as well.
1: So here's my little invitation to all voters across the spectrum. Uh, Let's not make this fall election about what was Or about what is, let's make it about what's next and who can lead out in that scenario. Because if all we're doing is rehashing and relitigating the last election, uh, that doesn't end well for the American people. And if we can't get past where we are today and start looking to the future of here's what leadership looks like in this country, uh, that we can get past personality and partisan politics, then... As I have often said, when it comes to our politics, it's not just that we get what we pay for. We end up, and our children and grandchildren end up paying for what we get by our political choices at the ballot box. All right, we'll step aside for bottom of the hour news. Coming up, we're going to stay with the question a little bit longer. As it relates to the Senate passed bill over the weekend, what's in it, what's not, why does it matter, and how does it impact us in the state of Utah? We're going to talk about that coming up next. Stick around on KSL News Radio.
2: Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds.